Hello and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, um, the international podcast of brotherly love. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I am the other one, Mike. And uh, it's been quite a while. It's actually been uh, about eight months uh, since you last joined us. Uh, our most recent episode was on ghosts, funny enough. Um, but not the ghosts of the past now. We are back. Um, but before we kick off with that, Mike, what have you been up to? Well, I almost turned into a ghost, to be honest. Uh, so it's been a hell of an eight months. And uh, I've moved, uh, which is lovely. And uh, I am now with another person, which is even lovelier. Um, and what really stifled the whole process of recording was that I was in a car accident with an elderly man that did not believe in stop signs. And he decided to pull right in front of my car while I was going straight. And that was a complete disaster, uh, resulting in multiple um, uh, vertebrae with bulging discs. uh, an extremely bad concussion, which took, it's still taking time to recover from, but uh, I couldn't speak normally for the first month. It, I thought I was, I was like, in my head, I'm like, hey, how's it going? But it came out like, so yeah, it's taken a long time to be able to even speak this clearly uh, without all the pauses. So uh, yeah, that might explain our absence a little bit. It's not been great to be completely honest i was out of work for three months i just came back um so forgive me at least for being absent but life kind of uh sideswiped me if you will so it's been interesting mm-hmm. and how about you glenn where have you been oh i'm I'm just lazy and uh, refuse to put out a podcast by myself <laughs> no 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 I've, I've done a similar thing uh i've, mo- I've moved into a house with a uh, lovely lady and uh yeah just kind of building building a life and uh yeah time sweeps and gets in the way and you have the whole working from home during covid because Mm -hmm. the uk still had the if you don't need to go into the office don't um so it got to the point where you go "Mm, i'm viewing my house as my office and i don't really want to be there so it's just minimizing uh the amount of things you can actually do in the house and you just want to spend it anywhere but because uh you see now see that as your place of work which isn't really mentally healthy for anyone i don't think uh yeah no i fully understand people who can will actually you know if if they have their own business or even they're a solo person they'll hire a desk somewhere because it's nice to have that mental place to go to yeah sure so that that's where we've been and uh, well enough now to get back to it, hopefully on a cons- consistent basis. But it's been, uh, yeah, a long eight months. So th- things have happened in the gaming world, in the movie world, in the regular world. So we are here to discuss a little bit of what we've missed, what we've been playing, and what's coming up and what's been going on in our lives. So, um, Glenn, why don't you kick us off with a... Yeah, so um, let's, let's do a recap. So... Um, in that time since we last recorded properly, um, we did have a couple of stand-in episodes um, with uh, one of my friends, Liam, hosting a couple of episodes. Okay. Um, Liam in that is time, amazing. I loved Liam. I, I, I <laughs> thought he was a way better host than me. There is something so endearing about two British gentlemen 
chatting about their childhood. It's like I could have warmed myself by a fire and just listened to it the whole time. If you have not listened to those episodes, please do, because Liam is a incredible, incredible, knowledgeable human being, and he was far more entertaining than I could ever be. So I really enjoyed those, but it is also nice to be back. So we have to get him back on the show. But sorry to interrupt. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, if you want to hear me being held accountable for some of the lies I've told on the show, uh, <laughs> listen to those episodes. Um, because it's like, that's not the truth. And it's like, oh no, I'm, I'm, my, my web of lies is unraveling. slowly unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in that time we've had um, two new console launches. Technically three, if you count the new Atari they launched. No, no, no. Um, Just no. We're not going to... No, we're not going to count that. Um, so yeah, we've had two new console launches. You've had the Xbox Series S uh, and the Xbox Series X. Actually, it is three console launches. And you've had the um, PlayStation uh, 5, um, which no one can get their hands on either, really. Uh, I've managed to get both, but that was just pure luck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had those happen. And as usual, you had the promise of this is the next generation of gaming, and huzzah, huzzah, everything happens. And there's no games. And that's it. The games they actually bring out are—they look just like the last generation, to be honest. And that's it. There's no games really for it. I mean, there's still no real games out for Xbox that are from Xbox Microsoft Studios. Yet yeah, we're waiting on those. Um, and everything you did get on the PlayStation Five, um, yeah, it looked—it looked a bit better. But I'll be honest, if you ran a PlayStation Four through a 4k tv that looks amazing as well um so i think a lot of the problem is especially probably for me and you mike is we are heavy pc gamers or were heavy pc gamers so when you've got that evolution you, you don't need a new hardware set to notice the difference um i think the big jump in console graphics you don't really notice because you're so desensitized to suddenly there's this whole new amazing graphics set because you you've seen it all play out on pc yeah. um i don't think it's as big a wow factor for um non-console gamers to be honest um but they, they you know they are getting on quite well yeah. um one of the one of the well the first big exclusive playstation actually uh, released in april of this year their first PlayStation 5 only game um, that wasn't a remake and it's just made just for this system was House Marks Returnal, where you play um, astronaut Celine who crashes onto a planet um, and finds herself stuck in a time loop that every time she dies, the planet reconfigures and she has to start the level again. Now, on paper, this sounds amazing. Um, and it is a beautiful game I'll give it that but actually playing the game I don't think I've ever played something so frustrating and I hate so much as this game um, Wow! and the reason being it has one major flaw in it and they did say it was a roguelike game which is fine they're fine you know I'm not opposed to the Dark Souls games I've played Sekiro I've played Bloodborne um, but this game has no save system at all in it. Um, it doesn't even let you take the disc out. You have to start the game again. Um, if your power cuts out, you have to start the game again. There is no way of pausing this game unless you put the PlayStation into rest mode. You just have to be playing this game. 
and that's one of the things that bothers me the most is they didn't even consider that other people would want to play something else other than this game um, and that, that that's the thing that really bugs me with it and it's actually put me off that there's no way of progressing it I can't even progress it where you actually check in uh, have a save file that will pick up where you left off when you put the disc back in no 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 you just have to restart that game again and it's just that level of borderline arrogance about it um, that really really frustrates me that's the thing it started off and it is getting a lot of praise but it's also getting a lot of hatred um, and I'll hold my hands up I was one of the ones giving giving the developers a bit of shit about it fair <laughs> enough I mean it's, it's arrogant but also it's like life there is no pause button you just have to go on and do it but that's not what yeah. we play video games that's definitely not why I play them it's to not be like life it's to be the opposite of life i want to escape i want to you know be able to put the controller down and go to the bathroom i want to be able to live my life but this sounds absolutely miserable okay um again uh, i'm going to use the same stupid joke the only thing that i think about when i see this game is in the title i want to return it i don't want to be a part of it this has not no redeeming factor to me yes an astronaut in a time loop sounds very intriguing sure if it was good but it, it's too demanding it's too niche it's too in a market where they marketed it completely badly not explaining hey you are really going to suffer if you play this game at least dark mm -hmm. souls demon souls like they said it on the cover like brutally difficult game this is like no you're an astronaut you can get out of the space loop you can do it no you can't save your life is over um it just seems like you're trapped within the game uh just like she's trapped within the time loop and i don't think that's appealing to anyone but uh again it, it does it outweigh do the risks outweigh the rewards do you really want to sit there playing one game for six hours straight using all your mental energy without messing up anything in the hopes that you could finally get through that game and say you did it because no one cares like that's a personal accomplishment that great i, I beat returnal in three hours wonderful I, that doesn't sound fun to me i like breaks i play games to have fun is this game fun glenn um initially yes after a while no no you just want to you just want to smash the controller up, to be honest. Oh, that's like the pandemic in life. I, I agree. It's like, cool, this is going to be fun. Now I'm over it. Like, I, I get it, man. It's it's not great. So, Returnal is definitely a grumpet. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a grumpet. It looks lovely. It's a lovely looking grumpet. But um, for me, it is not not something I would want to be uh, recommending to people. I did recommend it to one person, friend of the show, Kelly. She bought it. And had the same feelings yeah, about and it. Yeah, we both uh, had the audacity just... of recommending it to me. Oh, we hate it. Maybe you'll like it. I'm like, no, this looks awful. And you, the fact within 24 hours you went, and this is no condemnation to you. This is just life. You went from oh, you got to get this game. This game's going to be amazing. To this is the worst pile of hot trash. Trashing it on Twitter, publicly bashing it. Like, and you're not alone. Metacritic like destroyed it, and people did not like this game. And uh, I don't know, man. This this is all you. Like you for the win. price of it as well. You, that's it. For, go ahead. 
for the money they charged, it was a $90 game. Um, and, you know, our old EPH, like, you know, the EPH uh, score, um, that actually would be a terrible score. <laughs> uh, for You know, because it is entertainment per hour. And there's no entertainment in this. It's just uh, difficult and not fun at all. And just it just feels like almost sadist. That's the thing. It's um it's like a sadist element to it, where you just you're you're punishing yourself by making yourself play this game over and over and over, yeah. and eventually you do feel like you are stuck in the time loop. Um, but it's not even like a nice, enjoyable time loop. This is, oh, this is like the Groundhog Day with uh, you know, a sadistic director, actually making you run this awful gauntlet yeah no it's like saw no thanks yeah no i don't want to be in a saw movie so anyway i mean we could trash that but after that you went on to a different game um what was that ah the different game is i actually wandered into an eastern european village and found myself surrounded by vampires um werewolves dolls fishmen so, so um, walmart <laughs> And the undead, yeah. It was uh, Walmart opened in Eastern <laughs> Europe. No, it was um, the Resident Evil Village, which is their eighth entry in the main series. Um, and it picks up where Resident Evil 7 left off with Ethan Winters, whose daughter has now been stolen. His daughter Rose has been stolen. Um, and he tracks her to this village. And he basically has to fight his way through to get her back. Um, it, it's like being dropped into the middle of a 1950s horror movie. You've got lightning flashes, you've got these wolf men running around, you've got terrified villagers warning you not to be out after dark. Um, you've got, the you know, she's now world-famous Lady Dimitriscu and her three daughters, um, who's the vampire element of it. Mm -hmm. And it is a genuinely quite disturbing game. Whereas previously... Uh, Resident Evil 7 would be classed as a stealth game. This is a pure out shooter. That's what this is. This is. It's a survival shooter um, against hordes of the undead. And there's something very satisfying about, um, you know, you'll have a werewolf jump down in front of you and you'll pop it with a pistol and it does nothing and then you bring out a shotgun and just take its head off. Um, <laughs> which are words I never thought I'd be saying. But there is a certain level of satisfaction to that. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, and it's an absolutely beautiful game as well. Um, I can't wait to see this if they do it in VR. Uh, I would absolutely love to see this playable in VR as well. Um, what about you, Mike? What are your feelings towards the Resident Evil games? I hate them all. Um, oh. Yeah, no, I'm just not a fan. But uh, this one, I'm going to wait for a price drop, a significant one, because the last one I played was hot garbage. Um, it, it, I love horror. I love horror than any other genre in the world. I am a horror nerd. I geek out every Friday watching Joe Bob, watching Shudder. We've had this discussion. This just, I've been burned too many times and I'm getting old enough and that I don't need to have every single one in the franchise, even though I know that, I, you know, like I might get some enjoyment out of it. It's just not worth it anymore. I can't, I don't want to shell out 60 bucks for something that I've done every year, Call of Duty. You know, like, um, 
sure, I, I probably have fun with it, but I, I don't want to relive the inventory management nightmare that that game is. And yes, it's better according to you, but it's still a disaster. Like, I don't know, man. I've watched, it's a game where I feel comfortable watching it on Twitch, watching other people play to understand mm -hmm. enough out of it and be like, okay, I get the experience. I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point, but uh, there's other things coming out that, that are going to be fun. I, I've yet to beat a Resident Evil. That's not true. I think five, um, we played three times through. Uh, I had fun with mm -hmm. that somewhat, but um, it's it's a very, very particular franchise, and they do things a particular way. They want to tell their story within the confines of their rules and their boundaries, and they use the same formula for every game, and I don't like that formula. I love the connotations. Like, I love mm -hmm. the ideas that they have, and the horror aspects of them are brilliant. But I, I just don't feel comfortable showing up money for cinematics and a terrible system, in my eyes, that I've played for the past 10 years. Um, I'm done with it. You know, like, I will pick it up when it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and enjoy a little of it. They did that remake uh, last year or two years ago um, of what was it? Four or whatever it was. Three. Three. I played an hour of it and I hated every second of it. Uh, I don't have the, I don't have the nostalgia. <laughs> really? It was a piece of hot garbage. And here's why. I don't have the nostalgia attachment that you do or anyone else that's played that game before. So th this was my first foray into that game and it was terrible. The second that, spoiler, the second that they put in a guy that's going to follow you for the rest of the game, like literally, you have to run from him for the entirety of the second act of the game. I'm out. That's not horrifying. That's annoying. I just want to be scared. I don't want to feel anxious, you know, like I, I, that's part of being scared. But this... This was not fun. This didn't pose a threat. This was just like, oh God, I have to hide under a table because this guy won't leave me alone. Like, that was poor. That was a poor choice. And yes, it was in the original game. Well, sometimes that isn't good either. So um, this is my Resident Evil rant. It's great horror ideas, brilliant monsters, okay characters, um, and the system is flawed severely. And they refuse to do anything with it differently so I refuse to purchase it so why am I wrong well I don't think you are wrong I think everyone's entitled to oh shut opinion. up why uh, am I wrong some some people I know I don't, I don't think you're wrong I think they're, they're fair criticisms they are um I mean I, I do much prefer the first person view to the yes. over the shoulder third person I think it works better it makes it draws you in it a bit more um when I played Resident Evil 7 in VR on PlayStation, that was absolutely terrifying. Um, imagine. Yeah, really, really, really. Oh my God! Like I can't be doing this. <laughs> I can feel my heart shooting, shooting up into my throat. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, VR definitely is. It's the supercharge for immersion. Uh, you know, I wasn't sold on VR before, and you know, I wouldn't recommend someone get PlayStation VR because it's a bit gimmicky but if you can afford to purchase an oculus um i would say get an oculus and uh, treat yourself to some vr games because i'm sure they'll patch this through as well um i'm pretty sure they will i imagine they will will patch um resident evil 8 into into vr 
um, which will probably get me playing it over again yeah. because uh, you know I, I want that immersion I really do um, you know it's, it's an incredible incredible achievement um, and also you know VR is very good for staying fit now People, a lot of people get fitness uh, yeah there's VR. A, other podcasts I listen to um, and they're great and they have a table tennis or ping pong game and the guys are burning mm-hmm. tons of calories I mean he almost sold me on getting one of these but uh, I'm not quite sure we have to do a, a virtual reality one again oh yeah We've we, done we can do it but um, yeah I have too much to say and so do you on this so it's best left if we you know it, I'd, I'd like to play any VR game, I've yet to have that experience, but I can only yeah. imagine Resident Evil being horrifying and frustrating trying to do inventory management without being to even see the controller, you know, but that's a whole other thing. But, okay, so is it worth it? Is Resident Evil Village worth it at $60 to buy right now? Yes. Okay. Um, I, th- I think, uh, you know, when you're comparing it to Returnal... Well, stop. Absolutely. Just stop. Okay, that's like uh, yep. comparing hot garbage to, like, lukewarm garbage. Completely <laughs> different. Um, like, still garbage. Yeah, do you know, do you know I, I bought it, right, and I bought it, and it, it was worth it. That was the thing. Okay. Um, I thought, you know what, this, this is good. Um, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I like I like this you game. You really sound like you're enjoying it. You're like, I'm, I'm yeah, no, like it. Yeah, no, I did. Um, it was really yeah, pleasurable. That's, that's it. It's like, I it, it was it. a long game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, it, it, it was, it's a very, very good game. Um, I didn't feel like I'd wasted my money. Okay. And do, as you know, I get I get very angry and I, yes. I feel I've wasted money. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right. I, I will pick it up once it's cheaper. It's just... I would recommend yeah, I it. Will. I will. So th- there's other cheap games that have came out, and some that really tug on the heartstrings of being a kid. Two in particular, um, Retromania and Tony Hawk. So, Glenn, let, let's hear a little bit about Retromania. Okay, so Retromania. Um, so Retromania is the sequel um, to. Um, an old arcade classic which was amazing in itself uh, called WWF WrestleFest now WWF WrestleFest was a Royal Rumble based game with the biggest wrestling stars of the very early 90s so you had people like Hogan you had Jake the Snake you had Million Dollar Man you had the Ultimate Warrior uh, you had I believe Demolition in there as well um, Mr. Perfect was another one yep. um, so they basically were competing in a Royal Rumble now, uh, fast forward to uh, the now, and what you've got is you have a um, game by um, a company who claim they have the official sequel to WWF WrestleFest. So, what is the official sequel to WWF WrestleFest, and how does this work? Because this game does not have any WWE wrestlers in it. Um, it doesn't have any, uh, absolutely no affiliation with the WWE at all. So how does this work? Well, it works in one way. It works by actually um, having the license from the original developers of the game, uh, a company called Technos, and they went bust. This Japanese company went bust, and this company 
uh, actually picked it up. So Retrosoft Studios picked up the license to be able to develop Techno's um, back catalogue. And one of those they worked on is a sequel to uh, WWF WrestleFest. But you obviously had the thorny issue of no licensed wrestlers from the WWF. Now, Mike, you've played this game. I've played this game. We both bought it on the Switch. Um, uh, before we kick off into a review, just give me your initial... Let's do, uh, you know, 10-year-old Mike versus whatever you are now. <laughs> um, and <laughs> did, it, did, it give, did it tick that box that made you go... Yes, this is what I had as a child. No. Okay, so, no. <laughs> um, a ten-year-old Mike was out all... It used to drive every summer to a place called Montauk, all the way out on Long Island, the easternmost point, mm-hmm. to a golf course, a mini-golf course, that had an arcade. You had to climb up these rickety old stairs, and there would be all these arcade machines, and in the center was WrestleFest. And I put $10 and quarters into WrestleFest every time I went there and it was the best game the reason being you could play as the wrestlers that you saw on TV currently that were the biggest names in wrestling history Hulk Hogan all those names you previously mentioned and it was as a child a dream to perform that leg drop that Hulk Hogan did to put on a million dollar you know hold as uh, Ted DiBiase it was the best wrestling game ever created and it was so up until WCW versus NWO Revenge and all of that um yeah that was incredible and fast forward to now and this game comes out um it is a great game it is a fun game it has the arcadey feel but it does not have the most important aspect which is the wrestlers that you want to play. Now, that is no disrespect to the wrestlers that they've chosen because to be quite honest, these are some of my favorite professional wrestlers ever to exist. These aren't the Hulk Hogan's, these are the B team, the C team, who are also A stars in the companies that they're in now. These are the Stevie Richards, these are the Blue Meanie, these are all like in people in different organizations, NWA, ECW, all uh, great memories and nostalgia. Okay, so they have managed to capture that aspect of it, but it doesn't hold the same weight as WrestleFest because these aren't the biggest stars. These are the stars of yesteryear that were always in the background doing very important things for the industry, but did not make the mainstream appeal. It was, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the sidekicks, and now they're being treated, given the red carpet treatment, which they should. Um, but it, it's not the same appeal. Um, I could review this whole game, and we will, but I just think that is the biggest setback in this. To call it the spiritual successor, in terms of gameplay, yes. In terms of uh, soundtrack, beautiful. In terms of a story, nailed it. But it's not because of who you're playing as. It doesn't hold the same gravitas or weight that WrestleFest did. I felt powerful playing that, and here I feel like a weakling. That's because they start you as one, and you have to work your way up. So I'm on all sorts of tangents here. Veer me back, Glenn. What what do you feel about this game? Um, no, Well, that's the thing. is the career mode. Um, I got my absolute butt kicked um, at the start of it. Yeah. Um, the career mode... 
that's not the attraction for me at the moment. The attraction for me is actually playing uh, just Royal Rumble mode. Yeah. Uh, the ten pounds of gold mode. That's pretty good. Um, that's that's the appeal to me. Um, but like you say, it is missing something with uh, the license not being there for WWF. But again, that could be because you know ten-year-old me playing as Hogan or the Warrior was absolutely amazing. I can remember being in the arcades. Mm -hmm playing that game and you'd have the the Royal Rumble moment where the only two of you left would be Hogan versus the Warrior. Mm. Now if you remember the Royal Rumble 90 when that actually happened when they eliminated you had that they turned around and just looked at each other um moment uh and I used to get so excited about that I was like oh my god this is just like WrestleMania build up um and that's the thing uh with this I don't know many of these wrestlers um so i don't have that attachment for it is it a fun wrestling game yeah uh is it better than the wwe games yeah i think it is um is it as good as say fire pro wrestling world no um it's, i would it's say thing. it's completely yes, it's, its own thing, thing. And, uh, i said before and i'll say it again I backed this early on in its development. The developer was incredible, giving weekly updates about everything. Hey, this week we signed on Stephen Richards to be here. Uh, we're adding in uh, properties for the cage. We're doing, it was the most transparent development that I have seen in video game history. So bravo to him. Um, and mm -hmm. he prom everything he promised, he delivered. Um, we knew about the characters along the way. I knew about all these people. And yet, still, when it came out, I said, this is a completely different experience from WrestleFest, which is fine. But to say it's the spiritual successor would mean that it would be improved upon, that it would be made better, that it would be brought new ideas. And I don't think that this game has done that. I think it's actually gone backwards because they've lost the licenses. And that is no fault. But I, WrestleFest is a better game. And maybe that's my nostalgia talking, and maybe it is, but this game is great on the Switch. It is great to pick up and play. The biggest thing that it's missing, Glenn, is what? Uh, online Correct. play, without a doubt. Without a doubt, online play is missing, um, and it really does notice. Mike and I wanted to play some online play. We were like, oh, we'll play some of this online. It's still not there. Um, which is very disappointing, and I can't even blame Nintendo for it. And to my pleasure, Mike can't blame Nintendo for it either. Um, okay. It's not actually down to them. I will. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will, because um, that's what he does. Um, but, um, yeah, so this game is built for... It's, you know, it's, it's ideal on the Switch. It's, the Switch can run it with ease. There's no graphical, no problem actually running it. Yeah, there's no graphical demands. You know, the Switch is nothing but an overpowered Android tablet anyway. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Um, and this game, you, you probably could run it on a, a tablet. I've run uh, WrestleFest for an emulator on an Android tablet, and it ran absolutely fine. Um, so you definitely could do this with it as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's down to them to actually get this game... Uh, with the online part of it because I think that's what that's what will do it you know you can say oh we actually did make this um, for people to play couch co-op play some people don't have the option of playing couch co-op especially not in a pandemic yeah, yeah um, so the online mode would have would have really sold it especially during pandemic yeah to piggyback I mean half of the phone was playing 
Oh, man. This just brought up memories I haven't thought about in 30 years. I remember with my dad, he would play next to me, like, at the arcade, and we, we would, like, relive those glory moments. Like, it, it, that was the fun of it. You're playing with other people, and I get it, couch co-op and everything, but in this day and age, if you pour in that much effort, you know, um, I'm going to revert to another game real quick, Skater XL, which I played yesterday, which is a skateboarding game that's been in development. It's ongoing development. They just added the beta for online play, and I played it, and it's a wonky mess, but guess what? You can do it. So um, I, I give major props for them for making this game, but I think the next step is really to put that online so we can share this experience with others. So um, mm -hmm. it's good. It is worth your money. I would pay it again. I'm glad I backed it. It is not what I was hoping for, but it is quite a good game, and if you like arcade wrestling games, this will give you that fix in the year 2021. And if it doesn't, you can do what the rest of us do and go back and play an emulator and go back to 1990. So um, it's new, it's different. Is it better? Not in my opinion, but it is much welcomed into the wrestling game space, which is so contaminated with crap. So I think this is uh, definitely a push forward. So pushing forward uh, yeah, with I our think feet, there's, there's a lot, lot more to come. So watch, watch this space. Yep, and uh, we, we'll keep you updated because yeah. Mike and I are quite prone to wrestling games. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know we, we we do enjoy them, um, but from uh, clotheslines and suplexes in the ring to um, maces in the face and sword swings across the backside, Mike has played the beta for Chivalry Two. So, Mike, take it away. What did you think of Chivalry sure. Two? So. I played a bunch of games that are just like this. What is Chivalry 2? Chivalry 2 is the, the successor to Chivalry 1. But, um, okay, it's medieval times. It is Call of Duty with melee weapons. You are running around. Think of a giant mosh pit as a medieval times person, okay? Uh, I've played about six or seven matches, and I've already pre-purchased the game because I enjoyed it that much. They're, the matches are no longer than five or six minutes compared to like Battlefield, the 30 minute timeline. This is a very quick pick up and play, bash someone's face in, decapitate someone, uh, and you move on with your life. So far, uh, I have laughed every time that I've been killed because I always understand why. Like the controls in this game are very, very fine tuned. Uh, you scroll up to do an up attack, down to a down attack, left mouse does one thing. If you rotate the mm -hmm. mouse, it does something else. It's very, very skill-based um, in terms of the combat and it's well thought out. But when you get killed, like for instance, I chopped off a guy's arm and he was still fighting me. There's blood coming out and he's like cowering and trying to fight me. And like I, I decapitated yeah. him and he fell off a building. Like it was incredible. And then when I get killed, I totally understand why. Like there was a two on one. I parried, like I, I did the wrong move and the other guy got a better angle on me. But then my torso was cut in half. It fell into a vat of acid and like disintegrated. Like it is... It makes sense, and it's comical, and it's short-lived, and it's the key word for me when it comes down to games, and that is fun. I have had more fun in this beta than I have all year playing a game. Um, and that's saying something. Maybe I just haven't played a lot of games. But uh, yeah, it's Call of Duty with maces, axes, battle axes, and you, you spawn, 
and you can do war cries. So you just spawn after getting killed. Like, all right, I'm back and I'm pissed off. Yeah, and you run into battle and it's straight out of Braveheart and it's beautiful. So there's only a couple of maps available. And I was talking to some people online and they're already like, dude, if this is just what three maps are, once they release everything, it's, it's gonna be incredible. So I've played a bunch of other games like this and they've lost their luster. I already wanna go back and play it again. And that is so, not normal for me so um what are your thoughts on this thing do you think you're going to enjoy it like what are you looking forward to have you had experiences with other games like this yeah i mean uh, i played the for honor to death oh, yeah. uh, mike and i both mastered that pretty yeah you know we were playing that a lot and we were always top top two percent on any map um, we were absolutely brutal at that. But switching it to a first-person mode, I, I am quite partial to uh, medieval warfare, quite partial to the medieval history period anyway. You know, one of my one of my things I enjoy is, is history in a very weird, like, oh, actually, I think you'll find Caesar was lacking of hair <laughs> kind of way. Um, so, yeah, to be able to dip into that in first-person mode is going to be amazing. I've got the beta installed ready to play following um our chat tonight yeah. so i'm really looking forward to playing that um yeah and i, I just want something that's pick, quick to pick up and play and just have a lot of fun with um i don't know about you but i'm getting a bit uh, getting a bit tired of uh games that have like a hundred hour single player campaign or 50 hours i'm just like uh maybe that's maybe that's not what i want to play anymore i don't know um, man. I'm, there's one game that would get me to sit and that's going to be the next Elder Scrolls. Like, there is... Yeah, that's a, that, that's without, that's without exception. I mean, Fallout, <laughs> sure. I've never beaten one, but I do enjoy it. Uh, games that... That is their sole purpose. Um, that tell an interesting story. I will sit down and play 100 hours. If Red Dead 3 came out tomorrow, and it was, again, a 120-hour game, I would sit there and play through it all. Um, mm -hmm. it, but that's built up over time. You know, like it, it, the Elder Scroll series is now focused online, and you know it's they're they're taking their time with it. I don't have the time to do a hundred hours anymore with the current life I lead, and I know you don't either. But I would sure as all yeah. hell create that time if the game warranted it. But there are so few that do in this day and age. They're just not there, and they're not worth it. Like um, it, chivalry is pick up and play. This is a fun five minute, hey, I had a good time, I died a couple times, I laughed my head off. It's wonderful. And I want to just briefly transition into a game that came out, um, a remaster, which is Mass Effect. And uh, you both bought it, you and friend of the show, Kelly. And I was really excited for that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to pick this up. And I played about four or five hours in this, and then I stopped playing. And I said, you know what, this is a 300 hour campaign, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. I might be inflating facts here, but it's very long. I don't think I have the will or the time for this. Maybe across the span of many, many months, but I, I realize like it's just not worth it. Mass Effect doesn't appeal to me the way Skyrim does. It is a great series, but it is not something that I want to dedicate hundreds of hours to. Um, Chivalry 2, where I can hop down for 10 minutes and like laugh and have fun and be done with it? Yeah. Is there a place for serious games with serious um, amounts of hours in it? Yes. But to me personally, they have to be warranted by the story, the memories, and the time sink. Is it worth it? 
do you feel the same way or yeah no I, I do it has to it have to really grip me and you know uh talking about red dead redemption 2 that was one of those games where i actually i can remember going right i need to finish this and i went from like a wednesday evening uh thursday evening friday evening through to saturday and then through to sunday and finished it on a sunday night quite late and you did feel emotionally drained when you came away after the end of arthur's story um to the point of it was i need to step outside and get some air because you were just left um with with an quite an emotional impact i think with the end of that game is you'd seen the world through his eyes Mm -hmm. um and you know you were you were essentially playing someone who you know, you you kind of knew where it was going because if you played the first one, uh, it was well he's not around in the first one, so I kind of think I know how this is going to end. Um, and even when you were getting to that that end point in the game, you didn't you didn't want to be right about how the game ends. Um, mm. So yeah, I think you know that it, it went well done, but you need to have a really really good story to get you through i think you're right and on that. you nailed it with the emotional investment at this point i am emotionally invested in other things you know um but a game where i can detach such as chivalry and just go in and play a game for the sake of having fun yeah like when i turn on red dead or any of these games like this i take a mm-hmm. deep breath and i go okay this is about to be something special this is going to require a lot of mental room capacity, emotional capacity that I'm going to get attached to. And once it's done, I will never play it again. You know? Um, and yeah, I did the same thing as you. I took a week, played it. And when I wanted it to end, it didn't end, which made it even harder. And it was like, like they got you. They, they, they did exactly what I hoped they'd do. They finished a beautiful story and then they did it again. When you, Just when they... <laughs> I forget the quotes like just when you had me they pull you back in like yeah there's a time and a place for that but it has to be the right one so but chivalry 2 I think you're gonna love it um it's it's 40 bucks and it's way cheaper if you use a site that we are not affiliated with who we would love to get sponsored by it's like 27 bucks so it is not a full price game it shouldn't be because you're it's deathmatch you're going in stabbing people having fun and that's it and that's what it is so if that sounds appealing to you i would definitely say pick it up it's only in the beta but we are a week away from it being released so how much beta can there really be this is the game and it's pretty damn fun so um i want to jump back in time again because last time we recorded i was excited for a game Mm -hmm. which was uh let's step right into it or skate right past it which is tony hawk's pro skater one and two so that came out I've poured in many hours into it and I will tell you it is glorious the music you have the old you also have a lot of new songs which are fantastic and classic and feel within the Tony Hawk universe appropriate um, the visuals are stunning the gameplay is good but this led to a discussion between us and I'd like to bring it back is I remember as a kid being untouchable at this I was so good yeah. at this I broke the demo I hit a million points. I spent lots of hours getting good at this. So when I picked up this game, I said, man, I am going to crush this. I'm going to be great. And I picked it up and I was trash. I was terrible. 
my finger dexterity was not as quick as 10-year-old Mike. My mental capacity, especially after a concussion, was definitely not on the same level of 10-year-old Mike, which means I got dumber, which is fine, or more dumb. Okay, I'm having a stroke. So anyway, um, it is so much fun, but I am not good at these games like I used to be. I played Guitar Hero with uh, my partner, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm amazing at this. And I was dropping notes left and right. So my mental uh, bird's eye view of what I was is far different compared to how I am playing these days. I was never good by any means at, you know, like shooters and stuff, but Guitar Hero, yeah. Tony Hawk, that was my jam, I was great. And now 36 year old Mike is getting old. So Glenn, do you find that there is a direct relationship between getting older and getting worse? Or are you just in your golden <laughs> years and shining like the phoenix that you are, destroying everyone in your path? No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely, no, definitely not. Um, I got beaten the other day by my partner's uh, kid, Street Fighter. Um, and this is a game I've, Street Fighter 2, I've been consistently unbeaten at for probably 25 years. Um, and it was reflexes that got me in the end. Um, to the point of, after I finished taking this beating, <laughs> I had to sit there and actually sat there and weighed up and thought, mm, uh, maybe I should knock this on the head now and just not play it anymore because it just wasn't there anymore. You know, it's the the thing like uh, like an old prize fight. You know, you've gone to the well one too many times. It's just not coming back. Experience didn't get me through it. Uh, the, tr the usual tricks I had weren't working. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just a pure age thing, and my reflexes have gone. Well, I guess that's which is which is quite upsetting. <laughs> I guess that's why, like, the average pro StarCraft player is thirteen. You know, and yeah, so it, it is a reflex thing. But I find I don't want to admit it to myself yet. I want to be like, no, I still got it. And instead of a hundred thousand points that I used to get, I'm down to sixty, and I'm feeling, you know. Hey, I used to be able to do that, but I guess that's just part of being old. So anyway, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is phenomenal. Um, I'm about halfway through 1. It looks better, it feels better, and it is not for, it doesn't forgive you for your mistakes. You need to be on top of your game. So um, it should be relatively cheap by now. If you love the first and second one, you will definitely love this one. It is just a great game that I keep turning my console on for and that is a, something I haven't done with Xbox in a long time so but yeah man it's 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 humbling very very humbling so. yeah yeah it is it's uh it's uh, unfortunately it's a young man's uh game yeah quite literally uh and you know the games they're making now they're not they're not aimed at our age range anymore no but there is one that might just be and it is called Just Die Already. And the focus of this game is on the elderly and how you can kill them. Okay. So you are imprisoned in an old age home and you're supposed to have a birthday party for one of the elderly uh, patients, I guess, or people. Okay. And the first step is to kill everyone inside the house. Then after that, you are... You, you are okay. unleashed into the real world where you must kill yourself and everyone else in the most brutal ways possible as an el elderly person. It is funny. It is stupid. It is made by the creators of Gary's Mod, and it is... Ah, great. Yeah, it is 
fun for everyone involved. I've played a little bit of it. I'd love to get you guys in on it because, again, it's fun, stupid, and you can play it for five minutes. You can play it for five hours. It was relatively cheap, and it is a gem, and it is called Just Die Already. So worth picking up, worth checking out, especially if you have friends and you don't mind doing mindless stuff for a little while. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, when Mike's actually said, just die already, on the, what was coming up on this, I was like, oh, he's back to his usual self. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an actual game, and that's basically why it spoke to me. I'm like, hmm, this sounds like something I would like, and sure enough, it is stupidly fun. So, and um, think of, think, speaking of things that just sound weird, um, both you and friend of the show have been on me about this game for a while now, and this is Biomutant? Glenn, what mm-hmm. what is this? Why? Uh, Biomutant is a um, it's an RPG set in a martial arts world filled with mutants who can rewrite their DNA, um, and they are creatures that do not speak in English. So you have a translator actually tell you what's happening. Um, oh. Yeah, not not for you, Glenn, I guess. You're missing the biggest thing. What are all the characters? No, they're all animals. Yeah, they're all animals. Okay. All right. <laughs> they're all animals set in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, and that sounds brilliant until you see it. And I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I've am i been playing games for a long time. I am used to, to walking upright in games. When I see that the main character is on all fours and traversing up things, that just throws off my whole sense of balance, <laughs> to be honest. And as an older person now, it's like, no, I want, that, that's not for me. But... It looks interesting. It there's customization, but they've kind of worked in the Fortnite model of like you can customize everything. Everything is customizable. Mm-hmm. You know, like skins, this, that. Um, are you getting it? Would you buy it? Uh, I, I I own it. I just haven't played oh, it wow. yet. Um, yeah, I bought it. I, I'm all in. But this is going to be my summer RPG because it's made by the people who made Just Cause. In yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, Just Cause, we had some genuinely great moments on Just Cause. And I'm like, do you know what? Just Cause was a very, very fun game. It still is. Um, and it still is. Um, Mike and I once played the um, multiplayer. multiplayer mod for Just Cause 2, I think yep. it was. And we were causing absolute mayhem. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> nothing you could ever get to being in just a, a war zone uh, with just absolute wackiness happening. Yeah, it was great. I don't know, man. You're going to have to tell me if this is good or not. But again... Yep, that's that's one of my upcoming reviews. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to play it. I really am. I know friend of the show Kelly's already started playing mm-hmm. it. You know, um, the but biggest yeah. thing I've gotten out of this period of time, I think, is patience. Because previously, I would jump on this. If you guys said, hey, Mike, buy this, I'd be all in. But I find myself, at Mm -hmm. least now, weighing my options as to, is this really going to be worth it? Uh, Well, obviously, I haven't learned that because of Mass Effect. I bought it, and now I'm sitting here with a game I'm never going to play. But it's um, interesting. There are still games coming out, which is crazy during this time. But I I don't know if there are games I really want to play. So I'm excited to see your review of Biomutant. It's... I've watched reviews. It looks interesting, but I don't know if I want to invest time into being an animal. I'd rather invest time being into a human outside of the, the, the gaming world, but we'll see. So, 
looks cool. We will see. But, um, we will what, see. What is that damn game? Oh, Far Cry Five. Six. Six. Far Cry Five is Far my Cry favorite, Six. Favorite game of the past two years, hands down. But six, tell me about it. Okay, uh, so basically, it has a. Is it, it, I can't remember his name. The guy from Breaking Sean Bad who played uh, Gus Fring. That's the one. That's him. He also played uh, Moff Gideon in uh, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, and he's been a villain in everything I can think of. Um, and I don't think he minds. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is uh, he is he's such a nice guy, but he's just got one of those. He plays a bad guy very yeah. well. Um, so this game's been delayed delayed quite a few times um and you know i'll hold my hands up i think i told mike the other day i haven't played more than 10 minutes of a single far cry game um which i think he fell on the floor when he when Mm -hmm. he heard me say that because mike's a massive far cry fan so mike the big question for me is uh will this be a game that you set the time aside for to play yeah yeah it will be and I know I'm setting myself up for failure. My head is in my hands as I say this. Because 5 to me, and a lot of people just didn't care for 5, which I understand. 5 to me was a game unlike any other game. It did cults correctly. It was so unique from the series. It was a diversion of what they normally do. And 6 seems to be right back to where they were in you know, a foreign land. It actually reminds me of Just Cause, very much so. Um, and they put out a great trailer where there's a gentleman shooting, playing the Macarena on a gun that's made out of a CD player. And he shoots the CD of Macarena, kills the guy, puts in, reloads the gun, and the Macarena is still playing. Like, it's silly. Um, I'm going to buy it because I love <laughs> the series. Um, five really did it for me, man. Like, that created a lifelong fan of the series. Um, I've played all the others. And I'm like you. I played an hour or two. It just didn't resonate. It wasn't something I cared about. But you bring in cults, oh, I'm in. Um, so I, I haven't seen enough to make an opinion, but blind faith from the last game that they made, which was my game of the year, um, I, I'm going to be getting it. Will I set aside? What will I set aside the time? Is the question. Glenn, this is going to go one of two ways. Either this is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. I'm going to play it to completion, mm-hmm. or I'm going to get two hours in and say, well, it's like all the others. Nope, I'm out. So I don't know. I don't know how much more single-player shooting games I have in me, um, unless they're Halo, unless they're something big. But there has to be a good story. Uh, do I care that the guy from Breaking Bad is in it? No, I, I really don't. It needs to be told well, and it needs to be engaging, which we spoke about. So we'll see. Uh, do, do you care at all about this, considering your history with the past uh, series? Yeah, that's the thing, though. Um, I always say, I always feel like I've missed out by not playing the other ones, um, which I don't think I have, because no. they're all standalone anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I may, may actually pick it up. Yeah. I mean, the, what I can tell you is, at least in the last game, the multiplayer, they had something called the arcade. Um, and my friend Ryan and I, <laughs> I have a very great memory. Um, he's like, Mike, let's play it. And I'm like, eh, how good could it be? We spawned on a beach, and we had sniper rifles, and we were just picking people off. And then we went to the community section where people can upload their maps, and there was something called Bear Mountain. So it spawned us mm-hmm. at the bottom of the mountain, and we're just looking at each other like, 
okay, this map sucks, there's nothing happening. And then hundreds of bears started rolling down the mountain trying to attack us, and we had to fight for our life. <laughs> so the online aspect of it is brilliant, creative, stupid, fun. And, like, I would buy that alone. And I think Ryan and I both said, like, dude, this is a game by itself. You don't even need to play the main game. Like, their online stuff is wacky. So, yeah, I think if it does have the same online stuff, we would have hundreds of hours of just stupid fun. So mm. it's definitely worth picking up uh, just for that alone. Well, yeah. I'll, uh, and then when is that out? Is it out October? Yeah. October. Yeah. What else is coming out October oh. that I was freaking out about? Damn it. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Mike's game of the oh, century oh, and something he's been waiting. Go on. Back for Blood is coming out in October. It got pushed. That's one thing that happened. This is the Left 4 Dead Turtle Rock Studios. I've waited for a Left 4 Dead game for since 2011, and it's finally here. And they pushed it back. I have a free summer, the first summer in my life that is free. And they put it in October. Fine. If it's going to be worth it, fine. I played the alpha. Incredible. The beta's this summer. I will put many hours into it. So having both Far Cry and Left 4 Dead, essentially, back-to-back in October, that's going to be a great month for gaming, I think. So Absolutely. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And we will. survived our first show back in a while, man. We have. Uh, next week, I imagine that we're going to be uh, probably delving into one subject in particular rather than scattergunning games we're looking forward to because uh, we do like to mix it up and add variety. As you know, we started out as a games podcast and we turned into a podcast that covers anything and everything. Sometimes we're philosophical, sometimes we're talking about geek stuff. Um, it depends on the day you get us and what we find interesting and what we want to talk yeah, about. Maybe next week will be about car crashes. Who knows? Like you have to tune in and find <laughs> out. So, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe it will. Um, go ahead, no, Mike. No, I've I've missed this greatly. Um, I just hope that the consistency will balance back out now that life seems to have somewhat balanced out. But it has been fun. That's it. Uh, I'm psyched. I think uh, I, I hope people are still subscribed or they already uh, have deleted us and saying, oh, I guess they're one of the millions that have died off. But if you've stuck with us this far, you know that we try and be consistent, but life gets in the way sometimes. And to those special listeners that are still around, we definitely it thank does. you for uh, still giving us a chance. But Glenn, you, you take us out of here, buddy. Yep, so for this week... I have been Glenn, and take care of yourself out there. Bye-bye.